Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. This is where all the other Cultaholic lads are busy doing uh, stuff. We're doing stuff as well. Uh, it's, it's just gone WrestleMania, so you well, you join us literally hours after the grandest granddaddy of them all, and and I am Tom Campbell. I'm with the bear in the big blue bar. He's he's a, he writes stuff. There's Justin Henry. <laughs> I told you to lay off the melatonin there, Tommy. <laughs> I can't help it. It's so tasty. Oh man, that was. Good mania, but very long mania. Uh, yeah, I, I I very much enjoyed the show. I had to cover the uh, social media feed over on Cultaholic, and I had a great time doing that. You did a, a little... cracking job, sir, by the way. You made me uh, laugh on multiple occasions. Oh, thank you. Seven and a half hours of no break. <sighs> what a hero. Uh, See, not all heroes wear capes. Oh, actually, I do wear a cape. Okay, some heroes do wear capes. <laughs> I am uh, I'm also Frankenstein's lawyer, his cape-wearing lawyer, <laughs> which is a very outdated Seinfeld reference for you young people. Look it up, it's uh, worth it when you do. Because it's Larry David, he's always funny. We are today the living embodiment of wrestling fans wherever you are around the world. Um, I... Um, um, running on about three hours of sleep over like two days. And uh, Justin Henry, I'd imagine, is probably a bit less because Justin Henry works a lot harder than I do. <laughs> I feel like one of the Bailey buddies without air. <laughs> John! John! John, you, you, you've had a good night's sleep. You can do this. You can make us Bailey buddies. <laughs> I am not... I am not a tube douche. I'm a human being. <laughs> no, but we are we are removed from um, WrestleMania 35. Uh, I watched it with the wonderful folks from Rise Wrestling just off the back of their show. 
um, in Leeds. Uh, we were in the pub till five in the morning. One of the highlights being the chant, Big Dave's on fire, Triple H is terrified, uh, to the sound of Freed from Desire by Rosanna. <laughs> do look that up. It made me do a lot of laughing on the night. Honestly, we were a rowdy, rowdy bunch. <laughs> the highlight of my night was watching with my laps fan brother who's older than me, and he, he just watches Mania now, and I keep him up to date on some things that go on. But, he, but he's been tuned out for probably about seven years now, I'd say, uh, entirely. So he watches Mania, he'll watch the Rumble with me, he'll watch some SummerSlam stuff, but other than that, he's just whatever. So the Iconics come out, and I'm explaining you know, who they are, what they are, what they're supposed to be, because he has no idea who they are. So, so I'm like, okay, that's Billy Kay, and that's Peyton Royce. And halfway through the match, he calls Billy Kay Billy Mays, which if you, <laughs> if you don't know who that is, Billy Mays is a since-passed-on TV pitch man who is known for his big bear-like beard, his hyper-enthusiasm for selling you any sort of household product, Kaboom, or I can't remember what else he sells. If he, he's like, like OxyClean, I think it was. Like He's basically – imagine Al Borland from Home Improvement, but, but like – Way too hyper for his own good. So I'm trying to juxtapose this um, rather fetching Australian woman with this bear-like TV salesman, and it's I started laughing. I couldn't stop for a while. The thing is, Justin, you and I are super friends. We don't have to juxtapose anymore. Um, that's because we have a John. Oh yes, we do. John. I wasn't sure where you were going with that at first. Uh, <laughs> John, Billy Mays in the Iconics. Thank you. We can just, <laughs> we can just suppose as one in public together. <laughs> uh, not in some countries. <laughs> so if this is the first time you've listened to the Cultaholic Classic Rule Review, uh, apologize. It's not normally this scattergun. Uh, it is like we are we are very much on the post-WrestleMania malaise. But what we do do is we hop back in our Ica Pro Power DeLorean back to the heady days of the early 90s and we chronologically critique, thank you OSW Review, Monday Night Raw from the very beginning all the way to its bitter end in 2021. And... Uh, <laughs> This week, we are still deep in 1993, coming up to the tail end of it. In fact, here is Justin Henry to tell us where and when we are. Uh, this episode was broadcast on Monday, October 25th, 1993. It was taped one week prior in Poughkeepsie, New York at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. And we start with um, Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan. How much easier is it with just... Two commentators. Uh, well, that's, that's kind of been a theme over the last few years when we ask why do they need three people at the table when the third person, all they do is just offer video game sound bites like Percy or Renee or whoever. You know, there's not really a whole lot of interplay with that third person. It's kind of hard to balance three people. I mean, I, I, I mean, back then it was Randy Savage just saying goofy stuff for our, I believe, for our amusement. Twenty six years <laughs> after the fact. Doing the thing, yeah. He knew we'd do this show, so he's just doing stuff to keep us ticking over. <laughs> Savage had that much foresight. He's a super but being. I have to say about this show, because it is just Vince and Bobby here, but did it seem to you like they were completely unfocused on what was going on, these two? 
it, there seemed to be a, a lot of just pop references and chatter amongst each other more so than i remember there's a few occasions and i've made a note of a couple where i almost thought they'd forgotten they were doing commentary <laughs> and they were just having a chat yeah like i mean i mean once in a while you know he comes up with this really shoehorned in pop culture reference or topical news item that vince was very big on as bruce pritchard has since revealed where they try to you know show you know how how with it they are that they're not just you know redneck entertainment you know we read the new york times and he's like hey vince um did you know that americans eat this much fiber a day and it's like it's like in the middle of a smoking gun squash match and it's like, it's like huh what vince has always been desperate to be more than wrestling hasn't he uh yeah which is i mean he and he has come a long way. I mean, last night we had proctology jokes at WrestleMania with Kevin Nash wanting to check the prostates of uh, several Saturday Night Live cast members. I'm, I'm just sad it wasn't Norm MacDonald because he, he could have made that way funnier. So what was funny about that that bit last night, and I think we'll probably reflect on Mania ourselves as this show goes on, but it was when they were in the doctor's office. And well, first of all, it was when Alexa Bliss walked past the sign, the door with the sign on that said "Mortuary," and everybody around me went, "Undertaker, Undertaker, Undertaker's here, Undertaker's here!" Because WrestleMania gets you on a night like that. Like you're you're looking for everything, and then as soon as he walked into, she walked into the doctor's office, you could see those two, two heads, the back of two heads. Me and the lady I sat next to, we both went, "It's Kevin Nash and Scott Hall." I don't know how we know that. That's Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. It's like, how do we know the back of their heads? But we did. And there they were. Kevin Nash flipping Scott Hall. Well, how many tall guys you know with gray hair like that besides... Um, My dad. David, <laughs> uh, David Cronenberg. Um, who else? It is kind of a small list. That's very, that is very true. But it was, it was, it was a fun moment. It's amazing how Kevin Nash now looks like um, well, a very tall Malcolm McDowell. It's a good look. That's the phrase that instead of looking your age, you age your look. And he's very yeah. much aged his look, and it suits him. I like, it's hard to believe it's Diesel just looking at him now. I know, we'll see Diesel right? on the show later on, but it looks nothing like him now. I mean, oh yes, yeah. so we do. We do get the uh, the rundown of the night, and Diesel is indeed in action later on. We're going to see some Diesel. This is would this be Diesel's first singles match on Raw? Um, I believe so. Not counting the Battle Royal he was in for the Intercontinental Title. But this is the first time and he would have been one on one anywhere. Yes. And Amazing. I got to say, Vince is really upbeat when he's talking at the start of the show when we hear. I mean, here it is one week removed from Randy Savage having his mouth split open in a, in a heinous attack by crushing Yokozuna. And Vince is, you know, full carnival barker, no half-mass voice. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, last week, notwithstanding Randy Macho Man Savage, um, our broadcast colleague, and, on, and so on and so on, and he's like, Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Here's, some, here's those summit photos again. You know, we bought them so we can get, get all the mileage that we can out of them. <laughs> We so gotta get on with the show, baby. This <laughs> used for every summit going forward. Steve Austin's gonna confront Mike Tyson. Da, 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 da. Hey, here's Gorbachev and uh, the, and whoever the president was, uh, Lincoln. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it 
we did get another of those wonderful um, promos to build the summit, as I will to recap the summit using yes those to amazing build the video moments. package. Oh man! <laughs> by by God, they're gonna get all the mileage they can out of these out of these photos. And this time they managed to edit in a crying girl from the crowd as Savage is being beaten up at ringside. Maybe Ms. Girl's mother, for all we know. Was she crying that night, or is that something they've just cherry-picked from somewhere else? Uh, she may have been... It could have been from, like, a year earlier, when like, like hour four of a challenge taping when it was Repo Man versus somebody, and she's like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> it could, I don't know. It could have been. I like, I like to think it was that. It was just somebody crying because... Either they were tired from watching all the wrestling, or they'd spilt their ice cream and they were sad. But the you know the the the, ed, the editor gets editorial, so just stick that in there. She joined the cult the next day because Barry Darcy broke her. <laughs> who's who's to say? I don't know. It could have oh, been anything. So Crush kicks off this week's show, taking on Phil Apollo, who has the best head of hair of any jobber in the world. And Crush debuts his new look. He made sure to bring his tights to this taping, in just in case he turned heel. <laughs> and these are, this is heel Crush, pur- purple and silver. I, I gotta say, I dug this look. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Plus the face paint he adds to it. It still has the mullet, which is, which is great. <laughs> I, I put purple and silver into Google, just because I was wondering whether there was any kind of deeper connotation as to why Crush had gone with purple and silver as his bad guy look. And all I got was loads of wedding decor suggestions from Etsy. So I I think Crush might be getting married. <laughs> Randy Savage, you would have been my best man if you didn't leave me laying on the canvas. Brother! <laughs> Not one time! Not two times. You couldn't handle it because you've gotten divorced. And you don't want to see somebody else get married to your brother. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. And we found a new impression for Justin Henry's best of WWF in the 90s CD that we're making. And then the world's largest ring bearer squashes Savage at the reception. Hey, it's a wrestling wedding. You've got to do that. Oh yeah, someone's got to get beat up, and or at the very least, you have to put a put a live King Cobra into a gift box and give it to Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> the best part was that Sid was at that reception, and he just met Savage weeks earlier. Hey, want to come to a wedding? Okay, <laughs> I will bring you a toaster. <laughs> this bouquet has half the flowers you do. <laughs> Sid, go home. <coughs> John, um, <laughs> Sid Vicious holding a toaster. Thank you. <laughs> At a wedding, really? Uh, yeah, why not? At a wedding. Is that my gift? No, I just wanted toast. <laughs> I have brought it for sandwiches and toast. I turn it on its side and make cheese on toast. Because I have half the brain that you do. How do we get crush shattering? Savage's teeth to, to sit bring a toaster to a wedding. Seven hours of WrestleMania, that's how. <laughs> this is not This isn't a rabbit hole, it's some other kind of hole. <laughs> and we're deep inside. 
So Vince informs us that we can all relate to a lacerated tongue. <laughs> he compares it to, to when you bite your own tongue by accident. Yes, because that's what happened to Savage. Savage's I remember mouth my was first lacerated tongue. <laughs> Savage. Savage looks like he just made Nookie with the Kool-Aid man laying there on the floor. We can all relate to that. I mean, we can relate to a paper cut. If, if, if Crush had given him a paper cut, we could relate to that. We can relate to if Crush had made him walk on an upturned plug. We can relate to that. I don't think we can all relate to a lacerated tongue. I wish Vince had called the Mankind Hell in a Cell match. The first thing we went out to sell, we can all relate to that. We've all slept on the sidewalk before. <laughs> Good help, Vince. So, we got a really awesome spot in this match where Apollo tried to punch Crush. He just caught the fist very calmly and forced him to his knees in a test of strength. Just demonstrated just how, and not only how powerful he is, but how just unflinching he is. <laughs> He's not happy go lucky crush anymore. Now he's just I'm gonna hurt you crush. No, there's an amazing like intensity to this crush. I really like it. And then he undoes that by throwing a wonky spinning heel kick. Yeah, he was doing alright until he started doing moves. <laughs> yeah, he should have stood there and let Apollo bounce off of him. That he spends his match <laughs> He didn't spend his match mocking Savage a tongue injury with the Yeah yeah, uh, uh, yeah dig it. He got a lot of mileage out of that one. Oh, he, oh, he was. I think every time he mentioned Savage, he was talking about it. Yeah, I think just that carried on all night. Could he have gotten a, a better injury than a lacerated tongue? How about like a broken jaw? I think a broken would... jaw would have been much cooler than a lacerated mm -hmm. tongue. Uh, or was a broken jaw, you know, too gruesome for their, you know, kid-friendly sponsors or whatever? Maybe, but then sh sh the height of like kid friendliness didn't Savage get bitten by a snake? Yes, that did happen. I'm going for Vince to say Savage got a boo boo last week. <laughs> he got a boo boo on his tongue, oh. <laughs> Don't worry, we give him some ice cream, he's okay. <laughs> Cut backstage of <laughs> Savage just eating ice cream, looking a bit sad. Slim Jim flavor. Oh, I mean, that might be either really nice or that would make me really, really upset. I'll, I'll tell you what. I have some briars in the freezer. I can grab some Slim Jims from the local Wawa. I'll try it later. I'll tell you how it is. How's that sound? I'm more impressed that you have a local Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> Wawa's our big convenience store here in the Delaware Valley. Oh, see, I did. I, I, when you said it, I assumed it must be a, a, a corner shop or a convenience store. But I like the fact. I wish that they were over here because I'd love to tell people. I'm just going to pop to the local Wawa. Why <laughs> I say I say it all the time. I, I, it's not I'm as cool as saying maybe. I have to go to Tesco's. You know, I'd like to say <laughs> I've got to go to Wawa. <laughs> I'm probably at Wawa on an average of six and a half times per week. Quite honestly, what do they do at Wawa? They have a gas station. They have a deli, convenience store. It's basically everything. It's it's one stop. It's twenty open twenty four hours a day. Everything you need is there. So, is it on the side of a street or is it like on a motorway? It could be anywhere. There are literally four Wawa's in my hometown. It sounds like a service station. Uh, well, 
it is technically a uh, wait. What the hell are we doing? There's a match going on here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Crush wins with a cranium crunch. Anyway, Wawa. <laughs> this is our best episode ever, mate. We are absolutely well, killing it. Technically, Wawa's a truck stop. Right. I've looked him up now. <laughs> you can stop there two o'clock in the morning while you're tired. Get something to eat. Fill up your vehicle. Take a nap if you want to. They have this big lot in the back. You can just park your car and take a nap if you need to. Or if you're like me and you're writing something at 1 o'clock in the morning, hey, I can go for something to eat real quick. I'm just like cooking anything. I'll just go to the Wawa. It's a mile away. Oh, wow. It, it does look like like over here we have service stations, which are like that, where it's mm-hmm. get, get your gas and then go in. And There's a few shops. There's some, like I said, like some food places. Um, they're, they're magical places. We are fascinating the f*** out of our audience. <laughs> if this is your first Cultaholic Classic Raw review, uh, don't let it we be. We apologize. Don't let it be. <laughs> Listen to some other ones. Get a general gist of what we do and how well we do it. And then come to this one and you can enjoy it with us. Okay, so <laughs> we have Johnny Polo cutting a promo while we're going to skip her hat. Now, this is interesting because Johnny... So they, they announced just before this... That um, we're gonna get one, two, three, kid versus Mighty Janetti. Yes, and and then we have a random promo with Johnny Polo, who literally, as dressed as a captain of a sailor, says, "Mighty Janetti, one, two, three, kid. They're both rubbish. I can wait, beat them wait. both up." Wait, wait, wait! Captain of a sailor? <laughs> captain of a ship? I mean, so what... he might be the captain of a sailor too. Are you saying he's forced somebody into bondage? <laughs> Do you know what? Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps Popeye. <laughs> I was at a wrestling show on Sunday night before WrestleMania. When the guy was getting beaten up, he shouted, bring out the gimp. <laughs> and the gimp came out. <laughs> <laughs> was it Popeye? I wish it was. Oh, he shackles me feet. <laughs> <laughs> but then the other guy called a plumber. <laughs> and then a plumber turned up <laughs> and the crowd started chanting fix his pipes wrestling oi I don't like these nipple clamps <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we doing John <laughs> don't photoshop anything I was just seeing if you were still awake <laughs> 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 Wait, that spin is burnt like candle wax. <laughs> oh, oh, this is funny. This is the best. So, one. so Johnny Polo so, is the captain of a sailor. Yes. <laughs> or so a ship. Up. He is the captain of a ship. And, and he does this weird promo where he's like, where he says, oh, one, two, three, kid, and, and Marty Gennetti, oh, they're going to have a competitive fight. Oh, they're rubbish. I could beat them both up. And then he laughs, and it fades out. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're shooting this one-time angle for Raw, pretty much. It really has, like, no correlation to anything else. It hasn't been... It just popped up out of nowhere. This is a new angle, apparently. This, is, this feels like, like the third time they've, they've retconned Johnny Polo. Uh, 
Yeah, and I, I, I got to say, especially after watching this next match, it's a shame that he wasn't a wrestler in this time frame. He could have added so much to the product. Oh, God, yeah, definitely. He, he didn't have to be a Raven. He could have just been annoying Johnny Polo. He was so great at everything he did. He was a little bit Pillman-esque, I thought. Just in terms of his mannerisms and the, his movements and stuff, he, he, he came across a bit like a, like a Brian Pillman-type character. He's very manic, and at the same time, he has, he has a mind that goes beyond wrestling. He thinks outside the bubble, which both Pillman and Raven both, I think, fit that description to a T. Most definitely. You could see Brian Pillman or Raven excelling in some other field, especially if they're like a cult leader or something, because they had that kind of charisma. They were above and beyond, above and beyond the din here. So we have Kid versus Gennetti. At this point, Vince reminds us that Ray Coombs is going to be a Survivor Series. I wrote "yay" in all lowercase. I thought you'd be delighted with that. It's about a spirit breaking as the fourth hour of WrestleMania. <laughs> Vince does clarify that in the Hearts versus Lawler and the Knights match of Survivor Series, that it's going to be four male members of the Hearts involved. Oh, what well, was was Diana Hart Smith in the running for this match or something? <laughs> I want to see Ellie beat up Lawler. I mean, that would have been wonderful. I mean, if Nightheart couldn't be there, maybe she could hold up uh, Lawler by the legs of Brett and clothesline him. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down with that as well. That'd be splendid. <laughs> and then beat up that little. That, that little boy that jumped Brett in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, screw that guy. What a what a horrible person. But anywho. <laughs> but don't worry, he got dashed. Oh, didn't he just? Oh, my gosh. That was fascinating. Just like he was struggling. He was, he was being dragged out of the ring and he was struggling, struggling. Here comes Dash Wilder. Whoop, bang. <laughs> Proper Popeye moment. Just boing and gone. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I will say subsequent evidence and information about the about the intruder kind of indicates that he does have some sort of serious mental issues. Yeah, I went on his Twitter um, and he doesn't look well. Yeah, and and, and he says he said had some had some legal issues apparently. That it's just it's it's a bad look, and I hope I hope I'm sure next year's Hall of Fame they're gonna have the have the actual stage back instead of this open forum. I think it was um, this this must have been more of a time saving measure. To have it like this, mm-hmm. because they'll use because they're using the Barclays Center tonight and t- tomorrow, aren't they? Uh, yeah. So they- life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Therefore, they used it for NXT. They would have had to dismantle the whole thing and reset it for Hall of Fame like they normally do and then put it back like it was for Raw and for SmackDown straight after. So I guess they've just gone, let's just set it up for NXT and then we can just leave it for four days. Hey, you know what would be an even better time-saving measure, Tommy? No Hall of Fame at all. Shave 90 minutes off of WrestleMania. Oh, that is wild thinking. Wild thinking. For that, we're going to add 90 minutes on next year. I know. I'm a goddamn firebrand. <laughs> so they also announced Razor. Announced Razor, Perfect Kid, and Jeanette will be on the same team as Survivor Series, taking on Team Eyewear of Rick Martel, Diesel, IRS, and Adam Bomb. <laughs> the Specsavers super team. Yep, Team 2020. This is, during this match, is one of the first moments of where I think Bobby Heenan and Vince McMahon forget they're doing commentary. Would this be the Julia Roberts part or the Beverly Hills <laughs> yes, part? Yes, it certainly would be the Julia Roberts line when Bobby Heenan suggested that uh, Marty Jannetty had hair like Julia Roberts. And then Vince McMahon bizarrely goes, well, at least he's not pregnant. <laughs> Is, yeah, as if that's somehow insulting. He's like, oh, at least he's not having a baby. And then Bobby's like, oh, yeah, because she's, she's pregnant, isn't she? And Vince's like, yeah, I hope, hope the baby gets looks from him, from her. Well to, well, to be fair, the Vince and Heenan, they were up for seven and a half hours a day before watching a wrestling show. And they were, so they were just flubbing around on commentary. <laughs> yeah, in fact, there's, I like the bit where Vince goes, hey, John, John, Doris Marty Janetti, pregnant. <laughs> Bruce draws thick figure. <laughs> it was crack me up. John, can you do Vince McMahon saying, John, do Marty Jannetty pregnant? Don't break the guy. <laughs> we've gone, we've, we've gone meta. <laughs> meta, so, John. <laughs> so after, after Vince slags Julia Roberts for being a brood mare, he, he, <laughs> We have this very very interesting match with Janetti uh, and Kid starting out very tentative, but then it turns into a pretty good technical match. Polo comes to ringside as the as the S to somebody's M in his skipper's hat. And I gotta say, there's a part here that made me take a slow exhale. It's when Bobby Heenan brings up William Kennedy Smith, and I'm not gonna say why he's in famous in particular. But he draws a comparison between Smith and Jerry Lawler that in the very near future is going to be much less funny. Oh, dear. And I just kind of just went... (laughs) (laughs) If you want to Wikipedia Mr. Smith, William Kennedy Smith, while I'm going through these next notes here, be my guest. I just don't want to bring the the tone of the show now. So the basic story of the match here is that Johnny Polo is insinuating himself at different points. Is he trying to help one guy, or is he just being a dick? It's one or the other. He trips Janetti, and Janetti uh, takes exception to it, obviously. Uh, Kid misses a senton bomb, not unlike Jeff Hardy's version, albeit not as finessed. But then Polo trips the one, two, three Kid up. 
So Polo's just he's just amusing himself with all this. Marty gets something that almost akin to a Kimura lock, just like a double wrist lock around out of a hammer lock. Macho's kind of disjointed at this point. It almost felt like Polo was like just improvised to be involved in this match. It's it's kind of weird. I mean, it's it's still still a good match, but it, it is kind of coming apart at the seams a little bit. We go to the finish mode. Joey Morella gets bumped. Kid tries to dive on Janetti on the floor with a senton dive. He wipes the hell out as Polo pushes Janetti away. So Marty's down. Kid's down. Morella gets up. Counts both men out. Polo counts along with him just to be an asshole. Both men get counted out. And Vince McMahon declares Johnny Polo the winner. He did? Yeah. He went, Johnny Polo, who wins this match by double count out. What are you doing, Vince? This is your show. <laughs> Surprise. Vince hasn't got a Scooby-Doo what's going on this week. <laughs> so Polo walks away, just kind of laughing. They pull him back to the ring, give him the Young Bucks double super kick. On the floor, he gave him a wishbone. And that was that, kind of a self-contained angle, I guess. How far removed are we from 1-2-3-Kid and Marty Giannetti being a legit tag team? Not too far in the future, actually. In fact, this is kind of the match where they really started to gravitate toward one another. Because I like them as a team. Like when they were, like they, they, had, there was a. This was actually not a bad encounter. Like a nice face versus face encounter. A couple of future echoes in there with the stalemate where they both kip up and the crowd applaud politely. Mm-hmm. Like there's a few little mm-hmm. future echoes in there which I quite like. Yeah, it was a fine little match. It, they didn't put one guy over the other, so they treated them as equals. And as we'll soon see, they will become a, a regular tag team, at least for a little while. And it makes sense. You know, you have Marty, who's the tag team specialist, and Kid, who, for as athletic as he is, he's even admitted that he wasn't as polished as he would become in the business. And teaming with a guy like Marty Jannetty, who's a complete natural, it would only make him better. So we have the second in the series of Jeff Jarrett vignettes. Where he's hanging out outside Buddy Lee Enterprises, I guess. Trying to get inside. They won't let him in. Jeff Jarrett says the following sentence on a wrestling broadcast catered toward elementary school children. Let's talk about the corrupt politics in the country music business. (laughs) See, this is a bit like last week's promo where I know you really liked it, but I I don't know. I... I find it a bit boring. I don't know whether it's just because I don't culture-wise connect to it. Okay, okay, okay. slow down for a second here. I don't care about country music. (laughs) No, 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 but country music (laughs) is a bigger (laughs) thing stateside than it is in the UK. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. (laughs) But although (laughs) Lee thinks the lady doth protest too much. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mind last week's promo because I thought Jared did a good job with his material. But now this is just overkill, and I, I've, I've lost interest already. So, so, when, so when he's saying, "Let's talk about the let's talk about the corrupt politics in the country music business," that would be the most inane sentence ever uttered on, on this show, and that's covering some ground because Rob Bartley, the commentator for three months, it's just, a, it's just such a weird line. You're right. Here's a contest: tweet me or Tom or both of us. If you can come up with a sentence more inane than that, 
that occurred on, saying... that occurred on Raw. No, no, no I'm just, just make something up. Okay, like... I like that. Let's okay. Your challenge, as Justin Henry's laid out at JRH writing at Tom Gamble, tweet a sentence more inane than now. Let's talk about the corruption in the country music industry. <laughs> like, like if you heard it on a wrestling broadcast, you would go, "That is fascinating." <laughs> Just tripping with sarcasm. He like, did like, call out the Undertaker shortly after this, and that piqued my interest. I do not want to talk about the corrupt politics of the country music <laughs> business. He was challenging well, him for a discussion on on Garth Brooks. Wait, maybe he does. Maybe he does. Well, I think Johnny Cash has earned the right to hold young talent down. <laughs> As fans look at each other, wait, what, what, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I've had it up to here with Florida Georgia line. <laughs> Rogue country is the bane of the industry. I I personally thought that Johnny Cash just shouldn't have beat up all all the members of Florida Georgia line the way he did. I think it I think it made them look weak. Well, that's how. Well, believe me, the only Johnny Cash to make them look weak. <laughs> yeah, there's a part here. There's a part here where they do a close-up of Jarrett's sunglasses, and I think you can see Bruce Pritchard in them, standing off in the distance behind the camera. Can you? I think so. And at the very end, we have the J-E-double-F line, and, and the debut of the Tooth Sparkle. Oh, that was it. A little, that little, little sparkly tooth bit at the end, that's some excellent video production. It's going to catapult him to the top. I think Isaac Yankum should have had the same gimmick. That's I S double A C Y. That's I Y. Yeah, I Y. Isaac Yankum. Except in his, it's like an explosion. I'm glad Tanahashi didn't have the same gimmick because his promos would go on for ages. <laughs> Does he have pretty teeth though? Uh, I think not. Not as pretty as Jeff's, which would make it funnier. Okay, okay. <laughs> Ludwig Borga, our hero. Oh, Brock Lensky. Versus Mike Bucci. This is Green Living versus Blue World Order. <laughs> tell me, tell me that Ludwig Borga isn't 1993 Brock Lesnar. Well, he didn't go on first and then job quickly. That, uh, but what I'd say is, just hop it back at the DeLorean for a minute. That was great. What a great way to start the show! Like Paul Heyman marching down the down the ramp like that, and just going, "We're getting our business done now." And that's why I love Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman can take something like that and find a way to legitimize it. You know, it's funny because I was listening to Observer Radio about two or three hours ago, and according to Meltzer. Hulk Hogan did not know Heyman was coming out, and in fact, the match order was changed to that right after the show started. Oh, that Lesnar and Rollins weren't had no idea they were going on until maybe during that opening promo, or maybe while well, during America the Beautiful, somewhere in there decided, okay, you're first. Oh blimey! And I got. I gotta say, I'm okay with the move because I was trying to figure out how this match order was going to go a few days ago. I'm like, how do you stagger a show with three matches that might have big moments at the end? Like, like how do you spread everything out? 
How do you feel they did? Because I feel that considering it was a, a very heavy show with lots of matches, I think they paced it as well as they possibly could. Well, other than the fact that it was uh, a long show, five and a half hours on pay-per-view, and other than that, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the obvious solution is to not have a five and a half hour show. But if you're going to have a five and a half hour show, and like if there's nothing else, then there's no other way than to do this show. I think they paced it well. And, and the matches that were short were short. The matches that went a bit longer went a bit longer. I was fine with it. One exception to that was Hunter and Batista. That did not need to be 25 minutes. No, no, that that didn't. That just went on and won. That wound on I, and on and on. I, I, I love Big Dave. He was I on fire. No, he wasn't. And Triple he H was, was terrified. <laughs> George Mizanin in a 25-minute match would have sucked less wind than Batista was. <laughs> not really, but that's just... Eh. I'm, I'm using an exaggeration to make a point. I'm using extremes here. That's fine, I get you. <laughs> but Batista's cardio was like Dada 5000 Kimbo Slice-esque. <laughs> he was a bit sucky windy quite soon in, to be fair. <laughs> 15 minutes into the match, I was waiting for Big John McCarthy to walk out and tell me they better start fighting. <laughs> Did you not think as well, and, and, and I'm prone to overthink this, and it's fine. Because that's what we do as wrestling fans. We overthink it and we annoy each other. That's that's the love of the business. But it's the fact that all the while we've been told this is a this isn't Triple H versus Batista. It's Paul versus Dave, and it's personal. I'm gonna beat you up, Dave, and I'm Paul, and you're Dave. Paul and Dave are gonna have a fight. Anyway, I want to come out to a Mad Max video. I want that big car there. <laughs> I want special video, mate. Mad Max beyond Batista's lung capacity. Hey! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I want to say, though, it, it was great that, that, that during the Hall of Fame uh, shenanigans, or well, not shenanigans, but just earlier in the night when everybody came out and like, they say, here's, here's the Heart Foundation, here's Honky Tonk Man, you know, here's Hunter throwing glow sticks everyone. Your career might be over in three hours. What are you doing? Yeah! It was just like, I thought, considering like that, considering like we'd seen Heyman just storm out during the Hogan bit at the beginning, I thought the um, Triple H Dave match would start there and then, and they were just like, "There's Triple H." Last, like everyone's gone backstage. Triple H about to walk back. Suddenly, Dave appears, bang, knocks him down, and then they just start the match. That'd have been amazing. Especially if it was over in two minutes, I'd have been happy. Yeah, that's it. Get it done. Get it done, get back. Crack on. Well, spe- well, here's a segue. Speaking of guys who tried MMA at least once, here's one who was still in shape at the time. Ludwig Yay! Borga. Borga, Brock Lensky. <laughs> Borga does the part that I love where he just walks into the ring, bypasses the ring announcer, and just starts beating the jobber up. I love that. And it just looked like Lesnar He's, as he did that. Just the, just the way he moved and the way he did that just... Poof. Take out the take almost, out Bucci. You can almost hear that because he's just so focused on killing somebody. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. I love him. And it was a just a methodical destruction of Bucci. There was a very uh, painful looking moment in here where Brock. Where, where, where Brock. Was. See, you even called him Brock. You even called him Brock. I got Brock on the brain. Brock Lensky. Bucci the ropes. Bucci runs over his very awkwardly. Still a little green at this point. 
and Burger gets something that's akin to a flapjack, and Bucci lands very awkwardly. And it didn't look good. It looked, yeah, that, that could have been a bit a bit cleaner. I wasn't sure whose fault that was. Yeah, Bucci didn't really run off clean there. And it started out bad and it got worse. And then Bobby Heenan has to break my heart by bringing up the fact that the Phillies lost the 93 World Series over the, over the previous weekend. So screw you, Bobby. Anytime I'll ever say that. I say I say in jest. We we got ours fifteen years later. It's okay. <laughs> we fixed it down the road. <laughs> then we get to my favorite part of the show. I don't I, I don't know if you vibed on this or not, but I thought this was hysterically funny. Borger starts dedicating moves to Luger, and to dedicate moves to Luger, he yells at the entrance curtain. <laughs> The entrance curtain is Luger Wilson. <laughs> Borga is hallucinating that a curtain is Lex Luger. <laughs> See, this is the thing. is, And th- this is where wrestlers are still learning about wrestling on WWF television, which is, in the <clears throat> grand scheme of things, still new. Because I get the psychology of what Borga's doing. Because in his mind, Luger was out there a minute ago, but he wasn't out there a minute ago. And telly time, he was out there a week ago, and he's not there tonight. But he's shouting at the. He should have shouted at the at the hard cam. <laughs> but but, but well, he's yelling at a curtain. He's just shouting at a curtain. He said, "John, <laughs> go wild on this one, mate." Uh, Ludwig Borger getting angry with a curtain. <laughs> Just free freestyle that. That's yours, mate. That's a gift for you. Happy Happy April. Um, that's a gift for you. Just freestyle that. Ludwig Borger getting angry at the curtain. So would he torture rack be the shower curtain rack? Ooh. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> it one hundred percent is now. It is actually Maybe. the second shower curtain reference I've had in wrestling over the last 24 hours. You'll be glad to know. What, what is the other? Well, at Rise Wrestling, where I was on Sunday night, it prides itself on being England's maddest wrestling show. And you know what? It is a bit because uh, it featured a grudge match between a 70-year-old man making his wrestling debut and a 23-year-old MMA fighter. And the general consensus is, yeah, this old boy, Uncle Ralph, as his name, Uncle Ralph is, is about to die. This is, this is a tough day. And he comes out to the ring in shorts, an Uncle Ralph T-shirt, custom-made, and a shower curtain round his shoulders like a cape. And he was the hottest baby face of the night, hands down. (laughs) It was something to behold. You know how I've watched too much independent wrestling in my life? Or I can tell that I have. That didn't even phase me. Because it's like, because in a a weekend, like like WrestleMania weekend, that's just there. I've seen Egyptian hypnosis. Um, I, I, I'm already beyond being astounded at this point. Did you see um, talking of stuff over that indie stuff over WrestleMania weekend? Did you see uh, Session Moth Martina and Val Venus's beautiful moment together? 
I have not, but I've heard about it. Where she, where she, she looks inside his pants, like exclaims loudly, grabs his arm, and just rushes him backstage. <laughs> and then we don't hear from them for about ten minutes. I believe it. Sounds it's about a, right. That was at the Joey Janela show again. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, anything could happen at Joey's shows. <laughs> so there we go shower curtain shenanigans two two times in a row Wrestlemania weekend get in <laughs> well speaking of racks Borger finished it with a rack after hitting the best flying clothesline on, the, on, on this entire product better than IRS's finishing move Borger's setup move is an even better flying clothesline yeah I like that he, he interviewed Borger after the fact this weekend on WBF Superstars, or is it challenge? It's one or the other. Borga is going to be facing Tatanka in the Battle of the Undefeateds. Oh, Borga, yeah. I'm very intrigued by this. It's at this point that Borga says, only one of us can step out undefeated. And I'm like, we just saw a double count out in the previous match. It's possible that you might still be untarnished, both of you, after the fact. And also... I like the line where Ludwig Borger said, I can always be undefeated. Well, no. If you're defeated, <laughs> you're not. I think, he, not. I think he meant to say, I will always be undefeated. But the I can always be undefeated kind of gave a little, a little cute element of doubt to it, <laughs> which I don't think he meant to do. Uh, perhaps it's just a little unusual turn of a phrase there. But an effective enough promo. Oh, yeah. I, li- I like him. I love Borger. I love Borger. We now go to Sydney Zumwix's favorite tag team in the entire world. Men on a mission. Oh, she blooming loves these ones. Against Todd Mata and Steve Greenman. I'm happy we have a man named Greenman, as in Green Man. I was over for Charlie Kelly in a green, green bodysuit. Do you think one day Green Man and Greenberg will find each other? I hope so. That's the problem with the show. Everybody's too green. We need more experience, guys. <laughs> the jobbers here, Mata and Green Man, I dubbed the Miracle Mullet Connection. Nice. I like that. That's a nice name because they are both miracles and mullets. <laughs> and they're connected. And they are connected by a tag rope. And in the connected to the fact that they're both about to get very slowly destroyed by two very slow men. This is a five and a half minute match. Five and a half minutes too long. Did you also notice, and it's the first time I've noticed this, how Men on a Mission's music sounds a bit like the New Day's music? You don't say. Just a little bit. So we have Big M, we have Mofi Kingston. And, and Oscar, I guess... well, well, Oscar, yeah, Xavier Oscar. No. Um, and the fact that Oscar up. started on the mic by going, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Poughkeepsie. Oh, Don't my God. They're like a really crap new day. <laughs> but I think they you're, are. You're, I think you're right. Oh, I feel awful saying that because the new day are brilliant. I don't want to see Mabel gyrate, though. No, or win the WWE Championship anytime soon. Can you imagine WrestleMania with Mo challenging Owen Hart to pay off 11 years of not getting his opportunity? 
What? What a night that would be. Actually, what am I saying? Sean would be Daniel Bryan, and Diesel would be Eric Rowan. So, so we have a, you know, the, the hemp break kid and biodiesel. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Right, Justin, you need a job in creative somewhere because I can't. Th- Every week you're coming out with these bangers. I those I cannot take credit for. I saw them a while ago when Rowan first joined Brian. Oh, Someone came okay. up with them, and, 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 and it is brilliant. Although I cannot take credit for it, it is brilliant though. It is very good. <laughs> but would you? But then, so that that night, that famous night that will never happen, where Mo finally, after 11 years, defeats Owen Hart. <laughs> Do you call it Mo Mania or WrestleMania? <laughs> Probably WrestleMania. WrestleMania. That's fine. I'm down with WrestleMania. So anyway, the awful day is facing Quebecers on Challenge this week. <laughs> we call them the crap morning. There was a book when I was a kid called Alexander and the Terrible, No Good, Rotten, Very Bad Day. That's what they are. Yes. Yes. Although I'm entertained by the commentary in this match because even they've given up. Keenan asks... As about Mabel, who, as you've noticed, as we've all noted, is quite girthy. He says, "Who knows what's in those pants?" <laughs> I think, I think you're probably trying to crack Vince up. Yeah, they're just they're just ribbing on each other a little bit in this one because it's just such a long match. It's like mystery wrestling theater at this point. So, so Heenan, Heenan keeps mocking the phrase "whoop." There it is by going "whoopsie." There it is. Just you know, just trying to say incorrectly on purpose, but Vince corrects him. Corrects him by going, whoop, there it is. Whoop. <laughs> Vince, it's, it's who, is, who is super down with men on a mission. <laughs> Vince looks, as old making these references, as Cena did being Dr. Thugonomics, I think, although that was the second best part of the show. That was that was great. That was that was a nice use of Cena that probably wound back the clock. I love that. If you get Mark Cena battle rapping on Elias there, then you can get stuffed because that yeah. was fantastic. And also, you can't come to me and Justin's first Time Machine Wrestling show, <laughs> where that <laughs> is basically where that's come from. <laughs> you see, John Cena stole our idea. He even said afterwards in a promo saying. He jumped in the Wayback Machine. It's like, you yeah, listen to our thing. We gave Cena a lift. He's like a, it's like Nicholson in Easy Rider. <laughs> he just hopped in the back and just gave us a couple of quid for petrol. I'll let you be Peter Fonda. I'll be Dennis Hopper. I'm fine with being Fonda. <laughs> Todd Mata, I should point out, looks like a redneck version of Walter. It's just, it's just Walter, but a bit skinnier and with a mullet. See, now you say that, yeah. Like, a, like if things have gone a bit badly for Walter. <laughs> Here's Todd Mata play the orchestra music. Do, 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 uh, do, do. And it just, like, winds down. Do, 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 do. That was my favorite match of the weekend, by the way. It was Walter and Dunn. That was excellent. A great story being told. Like, Walter's trying to break his fingers. No, uh, Pete's trying to break Walter's fingers. Walter's just trying to chop him. And every time he chops him, it's like Pete Dunne sh- looks like he's got shot. It was incredible. <laughs> well, he, probably, he probably did actually hurt. Yeah, I, I can imagine it did. I imagine he just said, don't hold back. Just just go for it. 
Well, Pete, that's great acting. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks very much. I don't. <laughs> the, the, what, I, what was cute was, because for some reason, I think it might have been an, an edit or an error or something, they actually cut out the bit where Pete Dunne challenged Walter from Ooh. NXT UK, but it made it into this package. And I think I get why they cut it. Because Pete Dunne, in his, in his nice, thick, brummy accent, got on the mic at NXT UK and said, Give me water. And it sounded like he said, Give me water. <laughs> He's thirsty. Give the man a drink. <laughs> he probably needed some after that match. Who boy. That was a... Uh... That was exhausting in a good way. I'm excited if, if this means that Pete heads to America to ply his trade full-time. I think that he's done sterling work in in bringing mm-hmm. NXT UK along and building some people up. I think now he's in a position where he can move on and do other things in America. I'd be happy with that. And Walter can continue to just batter people on NXT UK. I'm okay with both. Both men were excellent. Mabel actually busts out the graphs here and gets a modified surfboard on Todd Mata. Because, like, this match needed to go all the way. So let's let's do some slow submission stuff, shall we, Mabel? That's that's great. You do that, mate. You do the slow he stuff. Fi- he finishes with the most horrifying move I've ever seen Mabel do, which is a flying reverse bulldog. Oh, my God. That was horrifying. Todd Mata's life, whatever it consisted of, Flash before his eyes when he saw Mabel get airborne and get a hooking clothesline and drag him to the ground Jeez, with the hook. That was, that was, <laughs> oh God, made me feel very uncomfortable. That was probably the scariest move in wrestling until Perotis Clay started doing the crossbody. Oh, I remember, yeah, I think the first time he busted that out, we all went a bit, oh God. <laughs> it had the best name of any move ever the fall of humanity. That is, it's a great, it's a strong name for a move. Someone needs to lift that name for something else now that Brodus is kind of uh, inactive these days. I don't care what it, the move is, just use that, that name. It's a great name. Okay, if you are a wrestler whose name is mm-hmm. Humanity, then that is your new finisher. No, no, you put on a whale mask and be, and be the huge manatee. <laughs> the fall of huge manatee. That's got Shikara yes. written all over it, that has. The documentary about his drug addiction, the fall of huge manatee. <laughs> <laughs> Too much ocean coke. <laughs> so we go to the Survivor Series report with this asshole Joe Fowler. Hey, <laughs> you really, you really do not like Joe Fowler, still, do you? I thought they should have thrown it to him. Let's go to this asshole Joe Fowler. <laughs> Let's go to this son of a gun Joe Fowler. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. Here's a bunch of matches. <laughs> um, the only, uh, and I know that we 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 really cross-examined Joe Fowler's work. Like, we really do. The one thing that stood out to me was when he was announcing the um, tag, the Survivor Series match between Razor Mo, Marty Janetti, 123Kid, and Mr. Perfect, taking on IRS, Rick Martel, Diesel, and Adam Bomb. Like, he said it like Atom Bomb. Up and Atom Bomb? <laughs> up and Atom Bomb. What was the tweet you did about up and Atom? 
because <laughs> uh, I threw some puns into the Call of Hulk account just to try and uh, have people blame, but you know, call, you know, blame Bacchini since he, he's he's very pun, he's very puntastic, Mister Bacchini. So I said, everyone is mad. It was during the Adam Cole Johnny Gargano match from Friday night. And says everyone here is cheering for Adam Cole, except for Rainier Wolfcastle. He's cheering for at them Cole. <laughs> that that was good. That made me chuckle. <laughs> I I taught myself last night though with the um pirate WrestleMania joke. Did you see that one? I don't think I saw the pirate WrestleMania joke. Oh, I, I made so many people angry with this tweet because uh, next year's Mania, of course, is in Tampa, and they're doing the the pirate theme since uh the same. The yeah, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers play in. I've just and, seen um, the tweet. So, <laughs> I was proud of myself. <laughs> Do you know what? Five hundred and sixty-nine retweets, four thousand seven hundred likes. Mate, take a bow. Take a <laughs> flipping bow. That's incredible. Worth it. That is you have no idea what the hell I'm talking amazing. about. I said next year's menu will not be PG because it's going to be rated R. <laughs> and then I let the fuse and walked away. Why isn't that pinned to the top? I can make that happen. I, I you'll have to because they don't trust me with the login. <laughs> Perfect good reason. I I don't so, know why I wouldn't I wouldn't flood it with hilarious bands. Everybody tweet, but Adam Bacchini with pictures of dogs. Yeah, I'm sure that'll go oh, real well. Yeah, that, you know that'd be the first thing I'd do. <laughs> yeah, so do they. <laughs> so we have the oh, survivors. I, I actually, whilst we're on the subject of cult, there was something I was wanted to mention at the start of the show, but because we're so sleepy, I didn't. Um, I'd like to apologize to a member of Cultaholic. Oh. Uh, and I think I should do it here, uh, in the middle of the show, where they probably won't see it. Good. I would like to apologize to Ben Potter from Triple Jump. <laughs> For what? Right. Okay. So, I've seen Ben in person once in Newcastle. And it was mm-hmm. back in the day when they worked at Name Redacted. Okay. And I was a fan of, I'm still a fan of Ben. I think Ben, who does Triple Jump, he's a very, very, very funny man. And I and I recognised him, so I walked past. I went, "Hi, Ben," and he went, "Hi," and that was cool. I was like, "Oh, cool, Ben Potter, what a guy!" And as I got off the train this morning, having spent the night watching WrestleMania in Leeds, I saw Ben again. Mm-hmm. And since then, obviously, Ben left Name Redacted. He moved down <laughs> south. He did some work down south with with Vidiots and. And uh, and the other companies he used to work for, he's now back as part of Cultaholic with Team Triple Jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's moved back to the northeast. It seems. I think it seems that way, because I saw him again. And in my sleepy haze, as I walked past him, <laughs> I went, "Welcome back." And he looked at me, and kind of <laughs> nodded, and then carried on walking. And I I was walking going. That was a bit rude. And then it dawned on me. He hasn't got a clue who I am. 
And just all he thinks is at about eight o'clock in the morning, a random stranger has just walked up to him, smelling a bit like beer and sadness and gone, welcome back. He must have thought he was about to get mugged. So to Ben Potter, I apologize. It was me, the weirdo that just sidled up to you and said, welcome back. Your co-worker. <laughs> but we haven't formally met, so it's it's completely understandable that... Ben, this is Tom. Tom, Ben. <laughs> I'm hoping there's a Christmas party where after far too many drinks, I can bring this up with him and we can all have a good laugh about it. <laughs> but... And he'll go... I'm... And they'll be like, I remember that happening. <laughs> but um, do do um, do watch Triple Jump. It's their YouTube channel. Uh, ben is one of the funniest YouTubers uh, uh, in terms of video games and such like that. He's, <clears throat> he's a very, very funny man. Always makes me do a chuckle. And and genuinely, Ben, from, from this time, not a weirdo that smelt a bit like booze at eight o'clock in the morning. Welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> Feel better now. Well, Got off your chest. Yes, I feel much better. So Joe Fowler runs down the card here. We have four matches for Survivor Series. All-Americans Foreign Fanatics. It was announced last week, as was the Hearts versus Lawler in the Knights match with the great photo of Keith Harder from 1974. Uh, we have the four doinks versus Bam Bam Bigelow, Bashing Booger, and the Head Shrinkers. That's going to end well, isn't it? I can't see that being an issue. I think that's going to be just fine. Oh, I can't wait for that. Watch that match with Sydney now. Oh, so, oh Sydney's going to love that. <laughs> and we got any much more advertising match to raise the remotes. IRS's team, you've already named the engine in that match with Adam Bomb. An Adam Bomb. We go from bad to worse as we go from Joe Fowler, who is drier than Lint. He does say the... that these scenarios are endless at Survivor Series. Moving I don't on. think they're. I don't think they're endless. <laughs> the WrestleManias are endless. They are now. <laughs> oh, but I am sad that he must have got our note via the Ica Pro Power DeLorean because we didn't get a finger in the nothing to throw back to the, back to the announce table. <laughs> He's probably told to never do that again by yeah. Vince. No finger in the nothing. I think Vince is. Yeah, like you say, Vince has put pay to that. He pulls out his earwax that he wrecks his name Larry. <laughs> Larry, tell Vince I said hi. <laughs> I got some great ideas. Shut up, Larry. They're mine. <laughs> they put him in the home after the, <laughs> the end of Joe Fowler. So we have the creepy baby ad for WWE of Unbelievable, which is possibly worse than seeing Joe Fowler on my TV. Only a bit worse. And then we go to the alleged main event with Diesel versus Dan Dubiel. And I gotta say, Diesel's theme music when, when when all it was was truck noises was awesome. Yeah, it's it's for for the um for the fact that it's just sort of diegetic sound, it works really well. Some people don't get that much success with diegetic sound. And uh, like Bastion Booger, which was just like burps and belches. <laughs> it's just that it's just truck noises. There's a rum, 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 and occasional wah of the horn. The horn's kind of very ominous. I liked it. It would only be it'd be about a year or so later until they'd add in like the harmonica. Yeah, I mean, he 
He basically got Roseanne's theme music. <laughs> wow, 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 That's that's ruined Diesel's theme music for me forever. Because <laughs> all I'm going to think of now is Roseanne's theme music, which they put Should words to in the last series. So I'm hoping they'll put words to in Diesel's music at some point. Finn should have hired Dan Connor and, and, and given him Diesel's gimmick. He's, he's even scarier than Kevin Nash. <laughs> Dan Connor, best TV dad ever, but you don't want to cross him. Nicest Nicest guy. By the time the, his sister-in-law was being, was being beaten by her boyfriend, oh, did he mess that guy up? <laughs> oh, gosh. Actually, the highlight of this show is when they... Uh, actually, there's several highlights of the match. I forgot this part now. But first, they got Diesel's name wrong on the Chiron. He's Diesel. D-E-I-S-E-L. I didn't notice that. I tweeted that photo out, actually. I'm be so happy. Diesel, fighter of the night, Zul. Hey, it's Diesel. Hello, Diesel. Master, master of karate and three other moves. <laughs> so, do, so Debuel gets mauled, gets minimal offense here. Then we get a moment that has not aged well at all. Bobby Heenan brings up Saudi Arabia. And Vince proceeds to hold them accountable for, for their bad actions. Oh, recent, my God. I, this was amazing. In a, in a recent soccer match, with, I think, I, I, was Iraq he was talking about? Yeah, and they used dogs to calm the crowds down. <laughs> and here's Vince talking bad about Saudi Arabia. I'm just like, oh, my God. It all does come full circle. Vince, and they're partly back in the back of Vince's mind, he's like, Hey, maybe we could put a show on there one day. You know how surreal these shows are in hindsight. <laughs> how many times like like my eyes like like I've raised one eyebrow while watching this and I'm like, wow, that was a thing. Wow, that happened. <laughs> Twenty six years later, with all this hindsight, it, it it's incredible. <laughs> and Bob Keenan's just cracking me up during his math because he's just stopped caring. He's just going on a tangent about dogs and stuff. And then he and then he bungles a silk stockings read, and Vince and Vince does it for him, paying him back for last week. Yeah, that's a nice receipt from last week where Vince just ruined it. That, that is the only storyline they've paid off on this show so far. <laughs> it's true. It's sad but very true. And then Vince brings character and says, "You won't see much finesse or science from Diesel." And I'm like, "Oh wait, this is part of the story." <laughs> it's just a, it's just a fact. I thought it was a shoot. As Scott Keith would say, I love shoot comments. Aren't supposed to be shoot comments. <laughs> uh, Diesel finishes him with the worst knockout punch this side of a Mark Gasta no fight. It was not his finest hour this match. No, but I wondered whether or not he would pull out the power bomb because obviously that's Adam Bomb's finisher at the moment. So the fact that his finisher is just that is the basically the woman's right. Seems to do the job for him. Yep, and that's just a very simple squash, although not the most polished that Kevin Nash would look in the ring. That would come with working with the click guys. Yeah, he would he would get better. He he would, in all fairness. 
So we get the hype for next week. It's Borger versus Tatanka on Superstars, not on Raw. Because why would they put it on the flagship show, I guess? Of but on Raw not. next week. But overall, next week we have uh, we have Mr. Perfect in action. We have Well Done versus the Smoking Guns. I can't wait for that match. I'm excited to call our first Well Done match. I'm going to be ready with some with some hardcore Well Done fiction to run by you. Don't you worry. I'll have to double check by that. But that could possibly be the last Well Done match on Raw as well. Well, it's oh. we we may as well go out on a high. From well done to well by, <laughs> we have an we have an event, we have an interview with the foreign fanatics, which I'm looking forward to. My favorite Survivor Series team ever, quite possibly. The are we the baddies team? <laughs> hey, we're all not American. We hate America. Let's be villains together. It appears like I'll be a villain 25 years from now. Uh. <laughs> and non-title match: Razor Ramon versus Batched and Booger. Well, what a shame it's not non-title because the, the, the jeopardy there would have been palpable. Booger wipes his ass with a belt and scratches it. All the stuff you could do with a title belt and bashing Booger, come on now. It's all right there. Plus a Randy Savage phoner, which Bobby Hinn demonstrated how that's going to go. And we get it. And that's it for this week. Kind of a sh- Kind of just a show. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? There was, there was, um, it just kind of felt like one of those which was taking us from A to B. It didn't really feel like it was going anywhere. Yeah, and, 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 and Heenan and uh, McMahon kind of realized that as well. It was just, like, oh, we got to kill time. We, you know, we're, we, got, we got sponsors. Let's, let's just do this. One of those shows that's kind of in the middle. You know, we're building now to Survivor Series. We're on the road to um, Survivor Series 93. Uh, we've just got to keep a few things just bubbling over, like Borger and Luger, like Crush and Savage. And a lot of that is done through commentary when they're not just chatting amongst themselves. <laughs> yeah, it just did it feel may- a little bit like it was just keeping things ticking over this week. It may have been the pot show as far as the commentary went. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe that improved it. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, do watch the episode for yourself and see. Um, next week, what's on the show next week? Do we know what we've got to look forward to? I've just told you what's on the show next week. You did, didn't you? This is how tired I am. <laughs> we've got well, well done. Remember, I remember that's yes, you have told me. Well done here. We had that whole conversation I completely forgot. Do you know what? I'm going to bed. I think it's safer for everybody if I do. <laughs> what? If Vasily improved the show, you should be uh, delirious every week. <laughs> uh, it has been, as always, an honor and a privilege. Next time we do this, I promise I'll have had a good night's sleep and not have no, watched 12,000 hours of wrestling beforehand. No, um, no, the people won't stand for it. You need to be tired. No, oh, I don't need to be tired. I'm, I'm starting to smell um, colours. Uh, JRH writing on Twitter. Um, just, just send him a kiss. Just a little kiss in the in the tweets. That's all you need to do. Just a kiss, because it's nice sometimes to send just a kiss. Uh, I'm at Tom Campbell. You just send, send me. A... Oh, go on. Tylenol. Tylenol. Send me Tylenol, because I could do with a cup of that. I'd be delicious. We are. <laughs> 
at Cultaholic. Come join us next week for more shenanigans. Welcome back, Ben Potter. I love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.